You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Nerd Table. This is going to be part one of a 10-part series where we cover the 1990s, the decade we grew up in. This is episode 90, where we will start with 1990 and work our way all the way up to 1999 and then have a big episode 100 spectacular. But I'm Chris O'Mealy, and I can't do this alone. So please welcome my co-hosts in crime. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to welcome them. This is the 90th episode. They're big boys. They can introduce themselves. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Batman. <laughs> Eric. And this is my partner, Robin. We're tiny. We're toony. We're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. Why does Dan have to be Robin? Well, because everybody else dies. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So I guess you want Dan to live. That's fair. We'll we'll go with that. And, There's and like multiple even, Robins have died. Yeah, yeah, I was about like, and, and even the Robins have died. But I'm thinking of like Nightwing. So, are you saying that Dan is Dick? God damn it, Richard Grayson. Richard Grayson. That is your real name. All right, so. Let's get this out of the way right here at the top of the show. If you guys have not seen the first two episodes of the Obi-Wan series, we're going to discuss that at the end of the show. So that is where you can turn the show off at. If you have not seen Obi-Wan and do not want to be spoiled, that is a good place to go. However, those episodes came out on Friday. We're recording this on Sunday. So if you're that dedicated to Star Wars, why haven't you seen the new Obi-Wan episodes? And if your excuse is you are watching Stranger Things... Okay, that should only account for seven hours out of the last two days. So No. The last three episodes of this Stranger Things are feature length, including the last episode being two and a half hours! Yeah, but we don't have that one yet. The last two episodes won't release till July 1st. Well, you have like seven episodes, right? And then Yeah, and they're all over an hour, so it's... it's yeah, so episode seven, I heard, was two and a half hours. I don't believe it is. That's the finale, is two and a half. Which would be episode nine. I would but, say uh, people who are like, "Oh, I gotta watch Stranger Things first. Why? There's two episodes. You can then watch your Stranger Things. That's what I did. That's exactly what I did. I got well. I was also like super hyped for Obi Wan. So apologies also, to any- an hour and thirty one minutes, and then you can watch your Stranger Things for the next <laughs> weekend. So I'd like to apologize now to anybody who worked with me on Friday and had to deal with me. Not shutting up about Obi-Wan for the duration of the day. Uh, because that was all I kept talking about. I'm like, I just want to go home and watch Obi-Wan. This day is too long. And I came home, and I had pizza. And Ooh. I turned down the lights, and I turned up the sound bar, and I watched me some Obi-Wan Kenobi. But that's for the end of the show. Uh, there's lots of other stuff to discuss along the way. Before we get to our 1990 portion of the show, though... Let's quickly talk about some other things that Dan has seen this week. Seen. 
I watched Rescue Rangers, so now we can fully talk about it. I still feel like we can't fully talk about it, though, because there's too much to talk about. Dude, I watched a bunch of Easter egg breakdown videos, and I still haven't... I, I still missed stuff. I missed hella stuff. Yeah. But, so what'd you, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about it. Like, everybody really enjoyed it. So, that's good. Is anything else? <laughs> anything I, else there? I mean... Uh, Ugly Sonic. Dude, alright, the Ugly Sonic thing might have been the best. And how the, the painting thing links they had to go to not get copyright struck for it. So they had to make him look enough like the original Sonic, but not enough, but not enough like the original Sonic. <laughs> but then also not enough like the real Sonic. Okay, so did you... Fi- did you yeah, figure no, out the uh, no. re- the the cameo that Eric and I were fucking laughing our asses off about last week? The sauna, the sauna, Randy Marsh, uh, yeah. fucking Randy Marsh, yeah, Randy Marsh, yeah, Randy, <laughs> Randy Marsh. I was I was dying. Yeah, really There's good like stuff. All kinds of stuff, like people on billboards and stuff. Who was it? I saw I saw one about like someone's like a insurance person now. But it was like uh, the Allstate guy being Zipper. Yeah. <laughs> Butthead <laughs> running for Senate. Which is kind of ironic. Yeah. Yeah, there is a couple of adult cartoon references. There was the there was a guy dressed as Pickle Rick at the convention. Yes, there was a pickle Rick. The convention was crazy. This guy dressed like Ash Ketchum. There was a, someone dressed like Sailor Moon. I mean, at the same time, if you're at a convention, you expect to see all that stuff anyway. But I just, I couldn't believe how many references they got in and got away with. They just oh, yeah, had- there, was, there was the rats cosplaying as Leia and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, I know you. Ha- it, it's going to require several watch-throughs to catch everything. But at the same time, it was also a good movie. Part where the Seth Rogen character gets like surrounded by other Seth Rogen voice characters. Yeah, two <laughs> of them from DreamWorks. <laughs> the, oh, shit. Fucking was... the Mantis is from Kung Fu Panda, and the Blob is from Monsters vs. Aliens. I don't know how they pulled any of that shit off. The, the Shrek references. Like, okay, this is proof that Disney not only owns way too much stuff, but they're also not afraid of anything. Disney is not afraid. You want to raise enough of a sink, we'll just buy you too. Right? <laughs> what do you mean we can't have the license? Fuck it, we own you now. We just straight up had flounder. Oh yeah, and his, like, and his torture kit was a little bit of dip. Yep. Roger Rabbit was in out. there. And of course, the very end, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because they're already doing a Darkwing Duck reboot. So that was a little bit of meta humor, which I appreciate. The whole thing was meta humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the great. frozen food was, is Frozone food with Frozone on it. Yep. 
Yeah, the references were insane. Ah, so good. And is, that, is that supposed to be the Coca Cola bear? Right? Is the is the bad guy bear? That's what I thought it was. Unless there's something else that I, like I can't. Um, That's what I think everyone's talking about. Tigra, Lumiere. And oh yeah, and all, but like oh, when they go through the machine and they go through all the different cartoon styles. And yep. it's like here's Simpson style. Here's Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty style. Anime. Ren and Stimpy style. I like in the sauna, Scrooge McDuck is just in a money pile. Because of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, that was... It, it was very good. But also a good story. And I like them taking shots at all those horrible bootleg copies of stuff that... Because do, do you guys remember that? Like in the 90s when those VHS tapes would come out and it was like Beauty and the Beast, but it was a knockoff animated film? Because your parents missed it. And it's back in the Disney vault. No, it was, it was like specifically to take advantage of like grandparents. My mother said, "Like, yeah, why would I buy this Pocahontas that's forty dollars when I could buy this one for five dollars?" Well, this one was cheaper, right? Yeah, good God, I always got a kick out of that stuff. Okay, and now I have a still of the various ones, the various uh, mixed up. Uh, guys that came out of the uh, at the end out of the storage container. Oh, there's too we many have, references to, to pick up. We've got on like a Pooh's head, Fred Flintstone's body, Patrick Starr's body, Launchpad McQuack's head, <laughs> Woody Woodpecker's head. <laughs> yeah, there's there were so many references to so many different things it was almost impossible to keep up with. So many blink and you missed five. You didn't miss it. You missed like five. You missed a lot of cameos. Yeah. Uh, the Not mo- to mention the room of the of the little pieces. Oh yeah, I saw a breakdown on everything that was in there too. There was friggin' Ickus's ear from Real Monsters. Shenron from Dragon Ball Z. Like, good god. Wait, did I miss Shenron? Where the hell was Shenron? When they're looking at the room with all the pieces of stuff, there's Shenron. I need to go back. I know, now. right? You can't. You, you missed everything. Uh, but but really good. I I very much enjoyed enjoyed the movie. I love when they're just laughing at the bad joke and they keep laughing and they're like, "How long do we keep laughing? The worse the joke, the longer the laugh." And they just did it all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> so good. Uh, Dan, what else did you see this week? I see some more things. I watched Uncharted. And what'd you think? I enjoyed it. It's if you're like an Indiana Jones kind of fan, it's like that. It's like the games. As a matter of fact, there are several key pieces and, and scenes that are right pretty much right from the game. But it's not just it's not like just they didn't just take like one of the games and make a movie out of it. They kind of so- just Took some ideas for some scenes. So if I've never played an Uncharted game, could I watch the movie and still enjoy it? You could still enjoy it, but I think you would enjoy it more if you played Uncharted games. Okay, well that's fair. That's how. Well, that's kind of how it should be, though, right? Like, it should be made so anybody can enjoy it, but at the same time, if you, there are references for the fans, too. Like, I feel like that's the right way to make something like that. Because if you make it too... 
if you make it too much for everybody and not enough fan service, fans are going to get upset. But if you do too much fan service, then you're going to lose out because casual audiences won't care for it. Uh, that's just well, my you could end up with the last few Harry Potter movies where they don't make sense unless you have read the book. Yes, but that's been a big complaint of mine for a very long time <laughs> with the Harry Potter movies, and I've <laughs> expressed that opinion a lot. If, if I did, if I did my top fifty favorite movies of all time, I don't even know if any of the Harry Potters would actually crack it. And that's not to say that I don't like any of them, but I just don't like them enough to put them on a favorite movie list, and that's a big part of the problem. That's a discussion for another time, though. Uh, what else did you see? Speaking of ugly Sonic, did you see a not so ugly Sonic? Yeah, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog number two. How'd you like that? I enjoyed it. It's, a, it's like a makes makes sense uh, next adventure for Sonic in this the new first. world. So, since you've seen these movies now, obviously a big stigma with video game movies has always been how awful they are, how much they shit on the source material. But with these two movies, do you feel like we're we're kind of going in the right direction for video game adaptions? Yeah, I, I feel so. Plus, Uncharted, it's, it's just it's just Indiana Jones, just in a different twist. You right. Know? Like you can, it's already a proven formula for several for several decades. Now, Sonic is a different thing. But I think they did a good job balancing the kookiness and cartooniness of an actual the actual thing, mix it with the real world. Because in this one we get tails and we get knuckles, but it makes sense. So if Jim Carrey does choose to retire from acting, and they make a Sonic three, do you think they need to coerce him to come out of retirement, or do you think they can recast that role? Uh, they might not even need him for Sonic three. Because post-credit sequence. Okay, there you go. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm interested. I need to. I need to watch it. I enjoyed. What the you first think one. is probably. I mean, it's what you think. It's what you're gonna think. What would come next? We've already seen tails. We've already had knuckles come in as a bad guy and end up being a friend. Shadow. Uh, shadow. Yeah. All right. Man, what well, ain't big little... the cat? I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not Amy? <laughs> oh no! Can we not do that? Like, <laughs> can we just never ever put that in any film ever? Like, good god! <sighs> all right, look, Sonic 06 never happened. All right, <laughs> that was in love with a human girl. That was a oh. fever dream. You've all been lied to. It never happened. And we were all weirded out by it. <laughs> <laughs> the entire world united right. front and said, nah, that's too far. Even furries are like, eh, okay, that's a bit much. As hmm. human teeth. <laughs> all right. So this is episode 90. We're going to take a look back at the year of 1990. And we're going to do a little reflection each week from now until 1999 before we have our big 100th episode celebration. Um, we haven't really discussed any specific details yet about what we're going to do for episode 100. But Eric had a really good idea that I think we're going to start incorporating here. And maybe we'll, we'll do this on our 100th episode. 
But we're talking about starting to do this as both a webcast on the YouTube and as a audio version, just like you're listening to right now. So we'll still record the show and we'll put the audio out in podcast form. But now you're going to also have a visual element that you guys can watch too, where you can see us on camera and watch us be goofy and all that stuff. So maybe episode 100, we'll do a big episode and we'll do it live. We can do that too. And I'm sure we'll have like some like visual stuff that we'll see. We'll try to keep that to a minimum. Right. But like, obviously do it nonstop. And shame now, the, the audio no, you can't do that. You can't kill your podcast audience. Uh, Star Talk does it very well because Star Talk has the visual that they put out on YouTube, so you can actually see the person they're interviewing. But then they always have the audio version too. And there's occasions where they kind of make references to stuff, but you know, like oh, you know, and he, he kind of looked like this, and you can't really see what they're talking about. But it's not often. It's so it's easy to pull off. So, we can do it. All right. So, first things first, we're going to talk about some movies that came out in the year 1990. Uh, Dan, why don't you kick us off with a couple of movies? Well, this is the top five highest grossing films that came out in the year 1990. All right. You want to go from one to five or five to one? Uh, I just looked at what the highest grossing films are. And, yeah, okay. Uh, do whatever, whichever order you want to do. Let's do a countdown. We, we, we start off small and go to the number one spot. Movie I have seen the most in the theater, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Was that really 1990? I have that on, on my list. It's number nine in the top ten. Is it domestic came out in that year? Uh, it's, just, it's just off the wiki page. Highest grossing films of 1990. All right. But you know what? Screw it, because we don't have to do it in any particular order. But let's talk about the original Ninja Turtles film. Because uh, that was a classic film. I Like I said, it's the movie I've seen the most in the theater, because... Now, we which were... one is that one again? Like, all the Ninja Turtles start to get, like, kind of mixed up for me. So this is the first one where Splinter ends up getting... Uh, abducted by Shredder. He makes a funny. Super Shredder's April, number two. April's, apart, April, April's apartment burns down. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Su- uh, Super Shredder's number two, and then um, number three never happened. <laughs> number three doesn't exist. Number three wasn't that bad. Yeah. We've, I mean... It's not terrible. So this is playoffs. this is what we used to do. Um, in the old Club Cafe podcast days, when we would do the intros, we started this on episode two of that series back in 2013. But when our old main host was Pat, and he did the intros, he would always introduce Dan second, and Dan would always do a movie quote. And Dan, do you remember what the very first movie quote you ever did was? Because I do. Uh, wise man says forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Yup. That was the first quote you ever did. And wise then, words. Those are very. <laughs> those are very wise words to live by. 
Uh, yes, the original Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, huge classic. So, Still again, I guess to watch. seen it the most in the theater because that that summer, uh, when was, that was when my father was in the Navy, so we were living away from the rest of the family. And that summer, like, everybody came to visit at some point. And we just, every, everyone we took to see Ninja Turtles at the $1 theater in, in town because it was that good. And it was like, this week, your Aunt Debbie's in town. We're going to take her to see Ninja Turtles. Your grandparents are in town. Your other grandparents are in town. Speaking of things of the 90s, do you remember the dollar theaters? Like, whatever, what the fuck happened to those? Greed. Uh, Greed happened. The last dollar theater I knew of uh, is gone because it burnt down. That was the Hollywood Theater in Manydale. New York. Yeah, that screams insurance money. <laughs> Are you trying to say somebody was trying to commit insurance fraud? No, no. It's totally possible that, you know, popcorn burnt and nobody noticed and it caught all the fabric. You know, actually, now that I think about it, a movie theater is fucking filled with things that are just very flammable. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like a thirty-year-old cold case reopened because somebody listened to our show and heard Eric's words. They're like, "That sounds sus. Let's reopen the case of the fire at the Dollar Theater back in nineteen ninety. Good job, Eric. You're welcome. Someone go. Someone go to jail. The Dollar Theater is that it's when the big theaters are like, "Okay, we're done showing this movie." Our theater goes, we'll take that. <laughs> what else came out in 1990? Uh, we got Pretty Woman. Yeah. Which okay. I think restarted restarted the craze of the new rom-com. Which is also just, also, it's just, um, what's it called? It's an old musical. Um, dang it, I can't remember the name of it. Chris McGinnis. It is with that. <laughs> it's a classic story about, like, our, you know, guy gets a whore or a, you know. Eh, why she gotta be some, portrayed as some kind of whore? And sometimes it's just like, you know, the nerdy girl again. You know, like, she's all that. And he's got it. And he turns her into a beautiful woman and everybody wants. Next is the epic, and by epic, I mean, I think it's over three hours. It's Dances with the Wolves. I have never seen that. Really? I I think I watched it in in the filmmaking class. Yeah? I've heard heard my edibles would be good for watching it. I cannot confirm nor deny that statement. (laughs) But I do not remember it, if that helps. Yes, but I don't know what you were doing when you were in film classes, so. Me either. Well, f- <laughs> hashtag whelp. <laughs> All right, that answered that question real fast. Uh, anyway. This is Ghost. Mm, seen it. I I know I've seen it. I don't know if I could really... 
tell you much about it. It's been a while, but I have seen it. I prefer, yeah, of course. I prefer yeah. Busters at the end of my ghost, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, me as well. That Dave and Busters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ghost Dave and Busters. Dave and Ghostbusters? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if we bring the entertainment challenge back, you might just have given us an idea. <laughs> and then, of course. Turn the movie into a restaurant. I mean, we could. Tis an idea. Christmas. The Christmas classic. Home Alone. One of my favorites. Yeah. I love Home Alone. It's, it's such an easy story to tell that you also can't tell anymore because none of that shit would happen in 2022. Because cell phones. <laughs> because internet. Because. Yeah. So. But. It's a it's a real Christmas classic, I feel like. And I've heard people try to argue against it. They're like, you know, Home Alone doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. And I'm like, ah, shut up. I mean, Here's it the thing. Be a Christmas movie, but it is. But it is. You know why the family's going away on vacation? Because it's Christmas. They're like, well, they could have written that around any other time. Yeah, well, they didn't. Same with Die Hard. Also, 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 also a Christmas movie. Why are they scouting the neighborhood and able to figure out which families are on vacation all at the same time? Because it's Christmas and the lights are on timers. There you go. I never want to hear Home Alone's not a Christmas movie again. You know, ironically, that's the only smart moment they ever had in that fucking in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, okay, touche. These are very clever thieves. And then you watch the rest of the movie and then you you doubt everything. They also say the their entire house as a cop. Like, that's freaking smart, too. Yeah. Huh. House full of people. No one's in charge. I love Joe Pesci, by the way. Uh, all right, here's a couple other movies that came out in 1990. Do y'all remember Tremors? Oh, shit. Yeah. R.I.P. Fred Ward. Reba McIntyre's in the first one. I didn't watch it in 1990. But I did watch the movie. It's a... It's an amusing movie. Kevin Bacon. In 1990, we also got... The Hunt for Red October. Which I didn't see until, like, five years ago. (laughs) Didn't we watch that for... For our old movie review podcast, Talkin' Talkies. I believe Lord we did. Lord October Standing By. <laughs> Red October Standing By. Lord of the Flies came out in 1990. Which one? Uh, there was more than one. I know. I'm thinking, was like, is there more than one? I only know I of one. It's remade every, like, 20 years or so. I had actually did not know that. All right, well, that's a, that's a thing that I now know. For those of you into Jim Varney movies, Ernest went to jail in 1990. And never came back out. As opposed to going to prison. <laughs> yes, 
indeed. Uh, the Tales from the Dark Side movie came out in 1990. I know we have a couple of people in the group that are fans of the Tales from the Dark Side series, so that one is for you guys. I have never seen it, but... Uh, also, Back to the Future Part 3. Which, I think, deserves more love. I, at this point, like it better than two. I don't know if I can take it that far, but but I, I do thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Total Recall came out in 1990. If you want a good, you want a good, you want a, a pretty good mindless action movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a good one to watch. Uh, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, came out in 1990. That's that's one that I do enjoy. It's they, not... they, they literally invade the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan has to be like, get him on, brother, I'm going to have to go up there and beat you up. It makes no fucking sense, but uh, that's a lot of Hulk Hogan's career. Well, he wasn't the bad guy yet. <sighs> Fuck Muppets in Space. Fuck I'm that movie. I'm a bad movie. guy now, dude. <laughs> Not only is it a bad Muppet movie, but it has a horrible Hulk Hogan cameo in it, which just made Oh, it Hulk Hogan, I'm saved! I'm a bad guy now, dude! <sighs> Fuck that movie. Uh, RoboCop 2 came out this year. Mm. And so did Days of Thunder. Remember Days of Thunder? Yeah, that's the NASCAR movie. Yep. Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. Got a couple of famous NASCAR drivers in it, too. Make some yeah. cameo appearances, including Richard Petty, Rusty Wallace, Harry Gant, just to name a few. Uh, you mentioned Ghost earlier. How about Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby? That was also 1990. Mm. I know. Wait, ooh, because of Bill Cosby or ooh, because the movie's really bad? <laughs> why, why separate those two <laughs> remember Bill Cosby I bet there's some people who wish they could Jesus Christ god damn it anyway we're gonna move on from that one Die Hard 2 Die Harder fun movie but I think it's weak compared to the first one and also the third one, which I think is very good. It's, it could have been a different movie altogether. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so this movie came out in 1990. My mom loves this movie. Despite the fact that she is terrified of spiders, it's arachnophobia. And for some reason she watches it every time it's on, but she's fucking petrified of spiders. That's just filed under things that don't make sense to me. How about a problem child with John Ritter? Remember problem child? You. And his like favorite person is this like serial killer or whatever. Yup. And it's Michael Richards. How about DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp? Treasure of the Lost Lamp. I don't remember the DuckTales movie. 
It's a fun little movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Give it a try. One of my father's favorite movies of all time, My Blue Heaven. He loves that movie. Loves, loves, loves that movie. And my parents don't listen to this show, so I can say whatever I want about them. Watch, this will be the one episode they tune in. Hi, Mom and Dad. Have fun in Florida. Yeah, so my parents are in Florida right now, and they didn't tell me that was happening, like, right away. Like, I texted my mom, and I'm like, hey. So, like, we were supposed to get together for Dad's birthday and for Mother's Day, and it didn't happen because uh, my sister's kids got COVID. Uh, Were we going to replant something? She's like, well, we're in Florida now. Okay? So we're just going to end the conversation there, and I'm just going to go back to my own life because, holy shit. (laughs) Have fun. Blue Heaven is like he's playing the same character as Ray Liotta is in in Goodfellas. Yeah, well, that's the next movie I was going to talk about too. R.I.P. Ray Liotta, by the way, just passed away this past week. But yes, his life in witness protection. Goodfellas might be a top ten movie for me if I if I actually like did the whole did the whole ranking list if I really put some thought into it here. I've always loved this movie. And I've always said I loved it more than The Godfather because this movie's based on a true story, whereas The Godfather is based on a book. So, Are you saying you don't like books now? You know, of all the people that come at, <laughs> to, to, to make an accusation about hating books. That's fair. Because <laughs> we all know how much you love to read, Eric. Hey, this isn't about me. <laughs> this is about your love for books. I do love books. I do love to read. But no, I like I like the true story crime element better than the, the fictional one. Because this is based on things that actually happened. So, which I am very fascinated with. But yes, uh, Goodfellas, really great movie. Um, if you've never seen it before and you want a really good, well-told mafia story, this would be the the one to watch. Very, very entertaining. There's a cat in the room screaming at me. Oh, cool. What else also, they're like different periods of time, right? We're talking Godfather is right after World War II. Yes. And Goodfellas is the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, it, it is completely different times, yes. But still very entertaining. Um, speaking of things that came out in 1990, Troll 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> One of the worst movies ever I, I made. mean, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's been whole documentaries made about that stuff. It's the funniest shit ever. There's no trolls in it. They're goblins, but they can't be called goblins, so they spelled it backwards. They're Neilbogs. And they want to eat people, but they're but they're herbivores. So they come up with a concoction that if people eat and drink it, they will turn into living vegetables, and then they eat that. <laughs> Makes what? Sen- Makes sense to me. <laughs> what? 
Exactly. That is the plot to Troll 2. This is a movie that got made and released. I've seen the documentary. Did you Best ever movie. Did you ever see the motivational poster that said something like the next time you're feeling like one of your ideas isn't good enough, just remember that somebody one time greenlit a movie about sharks inside tornadoes. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That makes me feel a lot better about all of my ideas. Well, now it's Sharkano. Jesus a volcano Christ. of sharks. Fucking Christ. When will it end? Never. It will never end. <laughs> yeah, but that's just it. If people are going to keep spending money on these movies and... and and giving them love and attention, then yeah, it's never going to end. It's, it's us. You, We're the people. We're the dumb people. Because not me. I, I don't watch them. <laughs> I haven't watched I don't, them. I don't want to watch them because I think they're great. I want to see why. Well, that's what it is. It's the LOL. See, it's the reason why they're working on Morbius too. No one liked it, but it became a meme, which means they made money. So they're going to make a second one. I haven't seen the first one. Me neither. I will not be paying to see that one. I'll wait till it's uh, out on digital. Right. If it's free, I'll watch it. Uh, for you horror aficionados, Child's Play 2. The, oh, I feel like the Child's Play franchise is by far my favorite horror franchise. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Never, I never cared for those movies just because I'm not afraid of something that I could beat up personally. But, uh... I feel like you say that, but have you ever had anything, like, swinging at your, like, heels and shit? It's fucking... T- it's just like having a chihuahua getting ready to not- knock you on the floor. Like, yeah, you can take out a chihuahua, but if it gets a good bite at you, fuck, it's gonna hurt. Well, that's why you just gotta rear back and get with the old soccer kick. The thing is, like, they're so small, you don't see them coming. Uh, I do for, like how the Chucky character evolved in like Bride of and Seed of, because at that point it's all about like he's wor- he's afraid of dying, and he's trying to like accomplish something. Well, and he also he, he also became funny like Freddy Krueger did. So there's Which, entertainment value there, but uh, Rescuers Down Under, which I don't yeah. I don't think is as good as the first Rescuers movie, but I still like it. got John Candy in it. Rocky V. The fifth Rocky movie, which is the only one of the... It's the only one of the whole series I don't like. Ends with a street fight. I I, I really don't like this movie. Um, But... If you gotta watch the series, you gotta get through it anyway. It's not the it's not the worst movie ever made, but it's not it's not one that I go back to very often. Uh, Predator Two, yeah, where he's in the city. Yep, that's a thing. Danny Glover, but it's important because it's uh, what's his face's Predator death. Which makes him one of two people that have been killed by a, a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. <clears throat> uh, Misery came out this year. Kathy Damn. Bates kidnaps James Caan. She's, he's his, her favorite author. And he's going to kill off 
her favorite character, and she's basically keeps him keeps him trapped. So, good thriller. Edward Scissorhands. I don't remember the movie. I know I've seen it. I just don't remember it. Takes place in Florida. Well, now I'm not going to see it. Thanks for that. <laughs> I can't even like tell exactly the exact neighborhood it took place in at the time. Yeah, you you actually can. Yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service for you anime aficionados. How about Kindergarten Cop? Was that really 1990? It sure was. It feels like it. In my head, it it seemed like it was contemporary with this other thing. Put the cookie down. That's Jingle All the Way. This this one is not a Tuma. It's not a Tuma. Who is your daddy and and what what does does he he do? do? My mom says my dad's a sex machine. And The Godfather Part 3. The one they don't talk about. Exactly. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Dan, what TV shows came out in 1990? These are shows that came out that year that would have been interesting to us as seven years old and younger when they came out. So not Law and Order. So yes, Law and Order did start in 1990, but did we give a fuck about that? No, our moms did, though. Or at least mine did. (laughs) It's been going on that long, huh? Yeah, OG Law and Order. First show is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Damn. This is a story all about my life. Yeah, I'm going to start singing the song in my Which head. that show yeah. turned his life around because he had done a few rap albums, made millions of dollars, and lost it all. Would you say that show slaps? <laughs> okay, that was it. If we uh, have to use I, that freaking I, terminology... I, uh... I, I still feel like it's one of, our, one of the greatest shows of our time. So, that why don't my dad want me? That fucking breaks me every time I see that fucking clip. It breaks me every time. Every fucking time. Jesus Christ, every fucking time. (sighs) Rough, dude. I don't know how far into the show that was. I can't, dude. I fucking can't. This seems like it would have been pretty deep into the show. Anyway. Also debuting in 1990 was Rugrats. Doug Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy came out on the same day, in the same time block, in that order. Doug Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy. They were the inaugural Nicktoons. And they were some... They were, uh... So, I think Doug still holds up pretty well. Rugrats, of course, holds up. Uh, Ren and Stimpy does not. Sad to say, because I used to, and I used to love that show. But it does not hold up very well at all. Rugrats holds up very fucking well once you realize that he's based around the Doctor. 
Yeah, once I that was another one of those like mind blowing moments from like really that's what they were going for. It's got for? a trusty screwdriver. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because once you once you see it, right, and then you w- go back and watch an episode, and you're like, holy fucking shit! It literally puts brand new life into that show. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. We also had the start of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The light horror. I love different that show. Thing, different thing every episode. Storytelling show. Anthology show. Our group of friends meet at a fire and they tell a story. Submitted for your approval. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. And it ends with them pouring a thing of water over the fire. Mm-hmm. That's Smacky the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> also, the beginning, the, you remember the Disney Afternoon block with Tailspin. Yes. Tailspin. Where they used characters from the Jungle Book. And made a show out of it. Or Baloo is an ace pilot. And he delivers items to a clifftop town called Cape Suzette. <laughs> <sighs> and all the other characters are different characters. And then there's the Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates in the Sky. Yeah, what a great show that was uh the next show we're going to talk about is tiny tune adventures one of my all-time favorites so that, back to nickelodeon with tiny tune adventures uh when tiny tune adventures started it was fox kids i believe or i'm trying to remember if it was fox i don't think it was wb but it was spielberg affiliate no it, it had to be fox because they always took shots at the fox network but it was a, it's a Spielberg-based cartoon. It was to... The whole concept is that this is the next generation of Looney Tunes. This is the next era, and they are learning the craft of being funny cartoon characters from Looney Tunes alumni. It's the passing of the torch show. But it had a great theme song. It had a wonderful voice cast. And I think it still holds up, too. So it was on CBS, it was syndicated, and it was on Fox Kids. Okay. Uh, also, there is a reboot of Tiny Toons coming out. We have the Animaniacs reboot already, but we've got a Tiny Toons one on the way, too. So, pretty much every major Looney Tunes character has a, like, 8 to 12-year-old like version a, of it. Yeah, it's like a counterpart. There's Buster and Babs Bunny, no relation. There's... Who else? Plucky Duck, Hampton J. Pig, Dizzy Devil, Go-Go Dodo. And then, of course, some of the funny stuff that they had is, like, they have Elmira instead of Elmer Fudd. And instead of being a hunter, she's too much of an animal lover, where she basically captures them and hugs them and squeezes them and keeps them in cages. I think she's supposed to be Grandma's granddaughter, right? Uh, no, because they do eventually give her a family, and she's not related to Granny at all. 
We got Fifi LaFume. Yep. Which is the Pepe. Montana Max, voiced by Danny Cooksey, who was on Salute Your Shorts, the only actual kid cast member. Uh, yeah, Tiny Toons was great. That's that's a show I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Calamity Coyote is your... Yeah, except they didn't do... I don't think they did a good job with the Coyote and the Little Beeper Roadrunner. Like... Beep, beep. Because they didn't do anything different with them. It was literally just Roadrunner skits, but in more modern settings. So there was nothing, like, new that they tackled there. Whereas, like... With Hampton and Plucky and Buster and Babs, they all got individual personalities. Like, they were inspired by these characters, but they also... Like, yeah, Plucky had an ego like Daffy did, but he was still a different character altogether. And, by the way, Baby Plucky? The Baby uh, Plucky, the whole? The Baby Plucky the, episodes are some of the yeah. best in the whole toilet series. Toilet one and then, uh, the... Toilet, the elevator. One. Yep. And, Where he and, goes into the stop basement and he sees that there's, like, a... A robbery happening and a mini and the mini golf one, <laughs> and turns out Plucky is just your average annoying little kid. But yes, I I love Tiny Toon Adventures. That was my jam. I love that show, and I love what it spawned, which was Animaniacs. But even though I will I will say that Animaniacs is always going to be the better show overall, I think Tiny Toons will always still hold that extra place in my heart just because of what it was and what it led to. So. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, over to the Turner Networks. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Man, Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. <clears throat> I remember Captain Planet. Your powers combine. So Ted Turner wanted to do an environmentally friendly message, and they came up with this cartoon show. And it's kind of Power Rangery because it's about five teenagers. I have special powers, and then when they bring their powers together, something else happens. Yeah, they summon... They summon Captain Planet. Man, bear, pig. <laughs> Nobody got ethereal! <laughs> uh, how about... Did Howie Mandel create any cartoons in this time, Dan? Hey, he did. Because he had a character that was a little little boy named Bobby. Bobby, generic, generic. Yeah, all right, so Bobby's World and Doug were both about kids who spent way too much time fantasizing and probably are going to develop big issues as adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just be careful there. Well, you say creatives have a hard time in the real world? Mm, look at the three of us doing a podcast. <sighs> all right, now that you've we heard... don't We don't daydream all day. I do. I daydream a lot, actually, so. Well, that was my cat. Oh, hi, kitty. My cat or, just fell. Or, Hold on. Or was it Kiri? <laughs> it was Kiri. 
Okay. She rolled off the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, cats do shit like that. So this That's is why funny. we need a visual element to the show, so you guys could have seen that happen. All right, here's some other shows that started in 1990. Wings? You remember See, Wings? I do like that show. I have seen every episode of it, but, like, you know. I'm just naming a couple here. Beverly Hills 90210. Northern Exposure. Love that show as well. Blossom. On a very epi- special episode of Blossom. On a very special episode. Uh, I didn't realize there was a Ferris Bueller TV show. Yes, there was. No. It starred on um, what's his face. Uh, I can come up with his name real quickly because he was in that thing you do. He was in that thing you do. Charlie Shetler. Brandon Douglas. One of those two. The only two names that came up when I highlighted the thing. I'm not clicking on it. Ferris Bueller show. Hey, Supermarket Sweep came out in 1990. I used to love that show. Loved, loved, loved that show. That was a fun game show. The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 came out in 1990. I don't even really remember the distinction of the of the of those earlier ones. I know the distinction for the move to Super Mario World. So the original Mario Brothers Super Show focused more on original tales with little game elements. Super Mario Brothers 3 was more heavy on the game elements with stories built around it. And then Super Mario World obviously was what it was, but... It was a blast from the past. Uh, the Mario 3 show was in some ways better than the Mario Super Show, but like it also was cheesy as hell and... Didn't have Captain Lou. So. Cue Luigi. <laughs> but yeah, that's just just to name a couple of shows that came out in 1990. How about some music? What were some big songs that came out in 1990? Got the top five from the Billboard 500 from the year. All right, let's hear them. Number five was Madonna's Vogue. Mm. Number four, Belle Biv DeVoe with Poison. Eh. I do like Poison. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, It's that time where I just randomly say shit, see what... Chris, uh, how Chris responds. It's a running theme on this show. <laughs> Number three is a song written by Prince, but made it famous by Sinead O'Connor, Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You. I actually do like that song. Number two is Roxette's It Must Have Been Love. And number one, Wilson Phillips with Hold On. All right. Uh, other Heard songs all the time because my mother had that had that cassette. Uh, I got a couple of other songs that came out in 1990 that are, are worth talking about. Um, 
Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi came out that year. You know I love me some Bon Jovi. So I don't remember who said this. And I don't think a lot of my coworkers listen to this show, but I know a few do. One of you said, fuck Bon Jovi. We have a problem. We have a big problem. And, uh, oh, and some of my coworkers from the warehouse listen to the show, too. And I know one of them hates Bon Jovi. You know what? It is okay to be wrong, guys. It's okay. Apparently, Bon Jovi's washed now and his voice is falling apart. Well, yeah, you can't do that shit for People actively telling you, actively saying that don't buy a ticket because it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, I've heard that. It's a shame, but you get to that point. So, how about the song Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic? The only song they've ever done, I feel like. Probably. How about Opposites Attract by Paul Abdul, which is probably more famous for the music video with Scat Cat. Oh, yeah, and they're playing one of the parties in Rescue Rangers. Yes! (laughs) Bring it full circle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I kind of marked out for that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, that's fucking Scat Cat, and that's Paul Abdul standing next to him. Yeah, I was like, that's MC Scat Cat, and then I was like, is that Paul Abdul? Yes, it is Paul Abdul. Sure is. Uh, Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" was a 1990 song. I like that song. He hates it, but you know what? You it's all to- lyrics, so it's like a pain in the ass to have to do live. Yes. It's a lot to remember. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Joe DiMaggio, uh, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television... No, I, mi- I already missed something. Joe DiMaggio. Paul, oh, Paul McCartney, Richard Nixon, Studebaker, Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Um, I don't know how far I can actually go. Without pulling up the Sally Ride, Heavy Metal Suicide, suicide. Homeless Vets, John Glenn, Homeless Vets, AIDS Crack, Bernie Gets, Hypodermics on the Shore, California's Under, Martial Law, Rock and Roll, The Cola Wars, I Can't Take It Anymore. (laughs) Yeah, all right, so we just, good God, we just skipped the entire song, but that's fine. Ice Ice Baby was 1990, guys. Yo. Ice, ice, baby. Do, 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 do. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. <laughs> what other song starts with that melody that we always got it confused? Yeah, it's a rip-off like, melody. Under, it's Under yeah. Pressure, Queen and David Bowie. Yep. Uh, you Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. Tom Petty's Free Fallen. Depeche Mode's Enjoy the Silence, which Lacuna Coil's cover is fantastic, by the way. I'm just looking through. Oh, Epic by Faith No More. I love that song. How about Love Shack by the B-52s? Oh, yeah. Uh, I Go to Extremes by Billy Joel. That's another classic. Good stuff. Uh, Michael Bolton released a lot of music this year, <laughs> but we don't have to talk about all of that. Uh, Biz Markie's Just a Friend came out in 1990. 
Have you ever had a girl that you're trying to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait? Let me tell you a story about this girl. I already forgot that the was, lyrics. That was 1990. Why do I feel like... my situation. I was talking to a girl from the U.S. nation. Yeah, that was 1990, bro. God, man. Don't worry, that... it didn't become a meme for nearly 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> entertaining shit like that's entertaining um i got a couple of video games that came out in 1990 oh. um there's a there's a big one we need to talk about but i'm gonna save i'm gonna save that one so i i pulled up a list of nes games that came out this year and i want to just kind of talk because i played a lot of old school nes so i want to talk about a couple of these games and some memories of them the Nightmare on Elm Street game is not as bad as people say it is. It's actually a pretty fun little platformer. Yes, it has... Yeah, even, even James Rolfe says there's a lot of his first season games where he's like, actually now, 15 years later, or whatever it is now. Because he's played so much worse shit that it's like, yeah, you kind of realize yeah. that. I actually kind of have fun playing that game. Um I've I've come gotten pretty far in it. The problem is just that you get to that point where you start making errors, and then that's the end of it. Um, I own this game, Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. It's actually a pretty difficult little game, but you have to collect stars and get the the key to the castle. There's Disney trivia, and then there's um, little mini games based on Pirates and Haunted Mansion, which are side scrollers. Uh, the Space Mountain game and Thunder Mountain, which are choose-your-path games, and they're fucking hard. And then there's the Autobahn, which that game just sucks. Because the other cars always just... You leave them in the dust, and then right at the finish line, they just somehow superpower. <laughs> like, they got a fucking boost of energy like Mario Kart, and they just kick your ass. So... But, um... fun, Fun game, anyway. Bad Dudes came out in 1990, which contains the infamous line, Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? The president, yeah. uh, the president big... gets kidnapped, so you have to go save him. The Bigfoot game came out in 1990, and I was a huge Monster Truck fan when I was a kid, so I, I was oh, so okay. excited was to play like, this game. It was like a Sasquatch game? <laughs> no, it's about the fucking Monster Truck, and it's so bad. It's so bad. Ugh, it's, it's insultingly bad. Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout, which I owned on the NES. It's a side-scroller where Bugs Bunny's friends are basically trying to kill him. Because they're upset that he's getting all this attention for his 50th birthday party. So 50-year-old Bugs Bunny has to go on a side-scrolling adventure with his friends trying to fucking murder him. And then, you know what happens when you beat the game? The last boss is the Tasmanian Devil throwing footballs at you. You beat the game, right? And you know what happens? The party? We were just joking around. It's a surprise. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> fuck off. No, you guys tried to kill me. me. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck off. You tried to kill me. And since you were a child, you, they actually killed you. <laughs> uh, uh, what else came out? Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse for the NES. I just have NES games right now that I'm focusing on. The Chippendale Rescue Rangers NES game came out. That one was fun. That was a fun game. That was a hard game, too. 
Um, I don't know how much you guys watched game shows back in the day, but did you remember Classic Concentration? Yes. It's a show I always think about, and people always act like I'm making it up. Nope, it existed, and it was it was great. And, and were... the entire set was full of cars you could win. Yes. Fucking I'm yes. like I'm gonna tell people like there's this game show in like the eighties and nineties, and the entire thing was to the entire freaking place was just covered in cars you could win. And they're like, That's every game, every every game ever you could win a car. And I'm just No, like, fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Did you start and then the they had to defensive? they had to like uncover parts to a puzzle, and then the puzzle was like a it was a visual puzzle and they had to come up with Then you had to solve meant. the puzzle. Yeah, exactly. And and each card had a prize on it, and you would win that prize. So if you matched microwave and microwave, you won a microwave. Like, yeah. Yes, it existed. It was great. Anyway, Dr. Mario. He is not a real doctor. Do not let him touch your balls. Dude, I gotta he give... Gives me bills. He's a He's a doctor. He's a plumber. He's a fucking architect. Like... Construction <laughs> worker? <laughs> Demolition expert, a referee for fucking tennis games. That just shows you the difference between our economy and his economy. <laughs> well, look at all the coins. <laughs> it's so bad now. You need two jobs, but it was apparently so bad then he needed thirty. Thirty, and he was bad at all of them. He's fucking terrible at all of them. He was good at rescuing the princess. Was he though? Uh, it depended on you. <laughs> Double Dragon 2 The Revenge That came out in 1990 The original Final Fantasy game That launched an entire Genre Day of the company Because they figured that was it It's our last game That's why it's called Final Fantasy Mm-hmm. It's as good as it's gonna get and now we are preparing for the 16th numbered yeah. game. And there's probably been 16 side games. <laughs> yeah. <this> point, <laughs> including uh, like two games that are sequels to individual games. As far as NES classics go, this is another one I pulled up here. Maniac Mansion. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> I know that one was really popular when it came out. Uh, it's one that I have I have scheduled to do a stream of because it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, you should play this and point and click adventure game. Yeah, play it to get your reactions to it and everything. So, yeah, that's something I'm definitely going to do a stream of at some point. I'm gonna I'm gonna get more dedicated to doing some streams just because I've always wanted to. River City Ransom came out in 1990. Beat people up. Coins came out. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the original Star Tropics, that actually did launch a bit of an adventure genre, but I don't think it made it very far. Uh, Super C, the sequel to, to Contra. That would have Yep, that would have come out. I'm going to skip this next game because we're going to talk about it later. The original Ninja Turtles NES game. Remember the damn level? Hmm? <laughs> Memba? I remember. As long as you had Donatello. But if uh, you didn't. W- <laughs> yeah, WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Which was, Shit. I, 
an isometric angled awful game. And Yo Noid came out for the NES that year. Based on the Noid, which was a Domino's Pizza mascot that I don't think really made it that far. Um, far enough to get that freaking thing. We're going to talk about the big video game in a second here, but really quickly, I'm going to pull up uh, a couple of things that came out on the Game Boy, including a Batman and Spider-Man video game released for the Game Boy. Uh, There was a Game Boy version of DuckTales. I'm seeing if there's any, like, really classic... I mean, there is the classic. It's like It was, like, one of the best-selling games for the year. But I don't think it came out that year. But it was the classic Tetris for Game Boy. Right. Right, right. Because um, that was the big thing, was they bundled it. So, if it got bundled, then that meant... And that was the what you did when you had to go poopies. Exactly. You in your Game Boy, you played Tetris. I played Tetris. <laughs> Um, let's see what came out for Sega Genesis this year. Uh, not being overly familiar with Sega games. It was, really it was sure. early, so. Yeah, I'm not really sure which ones I, I, I'd want to point out here, but, um, the Ghostbusters Sega Genesis game did come out that year. Okay, that one's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'd have they're to. They're like chibi. They're chibi. Somebody else would probably have to look at that list and, and help me out with it here. I know there were Game Gear stuff released. I'm just looking at, like, what individual systems came out. But let's talk about the big video game of 1990, which is also one of the greatest video games ever made. Right, Dan? Indeed. Selling 8 million copies in just the United States. It's Super Mario Brothers 3. What a great game, though. And if I may be as bold to say, the best Mario game on the NES. Oh, on the NES, <laughs> yes. On, on the NES. <laughs> well, no yes, question. there's no don't, doubt there. Don't, don't even question it. <laughs> That's, there's no question coming from this one, no. Mario Brothers 3 took everything that was good about Mario Brothers and made it better. Instead of only having 8 by 4 there was like 12 by 8. <laughs> yeah, there were still 8 worlds, but there was like so many different levels in each levels. one. And... But you didn't have to do all of them because it was like on a map, overworld map. You had choices of stuff you could skip. And, and all the worlds were themed too, right? Like you had the desert land, the water land, the giant land with all the giant enemies. Pipe world. Fuck pipe world. Fuck pipe world. Everybody hated that one. And then, of course, you had Bowser's Dark World. Remember the airships? Yep. And, and, then, and then if you failed on the airship, it would fly across the map and you had to track it down. And sometimes it would land between two levels you skipped, so you'd have to go fucking do one of them. That happened to me on the Ice World. Or you yeah. tried to avoid, like, a Hammer Bros fight because you weren't equipped at the moment. And then it's the like, Hammer nope. Bros fight. Guess what you're doing. But also had like the cool thing where you had like an inventory where they would you could save power ups, right? So, then, so what I used to do when 
when I would have to do like the the Hammer Brothers, I could shoot the fireballs at you because those were the hardest yeah. ones. I would just equip an invincibility star, and then the level would start, and I would just bum rush him and kill him immediately. Remember the? I mean, they, you'd at least want to fire a fire fire flower yourself. Yeah. And you could acquire, um, you could acquire two warp whistles in the first world. You could get the one that was hidden in world one three, and then you could get the one that was hidden in the fortress. And if you had both of them, you could get all the way to the world eight immediately, because you could warp once to the map, and it would take you to worlds two, three, and four. And if you warped on the map itself, it took you immediately to world eight. And then, like, changing how, how you defeat Bowser at the end. Right, because in previous games it was you either hit him with a fire and eventually kill him, or you find a way under or over him right. and lower the bridge. But this one, he's jumping around and destroying blocks, and your job is to dodge him until he falls through the hole in the bottom. Now, you can just spam him with fireballs. And you can just jump on his head. Well, who wants right. to do that when he could fall to his death, which was the coolest thing in the world that happened around then? Because we had 20 movies that came around at that time where the bad guy fell to his death. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way to do it. Die Hard and Dick Tracy and Ninja Turtles 3! <laughs> where the guy actually just gets smaller. <laughs> They didn't do a fall. They just took like a picture of him and made him smaller. Or like uh, Temple of Doom, where it's very obvious. Uh, it's a very obvious green screen, and they're just zooming out. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, nineteen ninety was a pretty, pretty good way to kick off what would eventually become nineties culture. Um, and it only gets more nineties from here, guys. We haven't even talked about... So, might as well just talk about it now, but the reality of the situation is The Simpsons is a 90s show. Because while one episode debuted in 1989, the whole first season otherwise took place in 1990. So really, The Simpsons is a 90s product. All that happened before that was a Christmas special. Yep, and a couple of short stories on a variety show. So, 1990 was the true birth of The Simpsons, which, as I have mentioned many, many times before, my all-time favorite television show, and I don't see that ever changing at this point. In fact, I'll, I'll even be so bold to say it's my number one fandom. I'll put it over pro wrestling and Star Wars. I would say Simpsons will always be my number one fandom. Uh, speaking of The Simpsons, Dan, did you pull out Simpsons trivia for me, or did you have something different? I got something else. Oh, yes. All right. So you guys have been, I've been kind of beating you guys up with trivia. Uh, it's my turn for you to beat me up. This is movie trivia. Okay. Now I have two stacks of cards. One is comedy classics. The other stack is action movies. Each card, I think, has two questions. So we can go back and forth if you want to. Oh, this will be fun because then I can show how much I don't remember about movies and make it seem like I never watched them. So what do you want to start with, comedy or action? I'm going to let Eric choose. Let's start with comedy. All right. Yes, I'm going to need to get a brighter light. <laughs> you should get a ring light. I got the snake a lot from Black & Decker. <laughs> Remember that commercial in the 90s? 
Good God. If we, should, if we start doing 90s commercials, we will never, ever end the show. Crossfire, you'll get caught up in the... Holy rabbit, tricks are for kids. Okay, this one is going to be... I don't think you guys are going to get anything on this card, so we're going to move on to the next card. <laughs> Which song plays during the opening credits of Shrek? <sighs> Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. And what's it called? <sighs> it's fucking Smash Mouth. Called All-Star. Correct! Who voices the character of Gru in Despicable Me? Steve Carell. Alright, continue with comedy or move to action? Well, might as well go to action now. Well, shit. Vary it up. Notorious Prisoner was portrayed by Tom Hardy in a 2008 film. Probably won't know this. I would barely know this, so it's Charles Bronson in Bronson. Okay, let's not skip a, that. Not, I wouldn't know that. Which character has been played by Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and Andrew <laughs> Garfield? Batman. Yeah. Damn it. Yes, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Does Tom Holland know that he's Batman, though? Did they tell him that part? You know, uh, ironically enough, we probably know that he's Batman before he realizes he's Batman. You know what that? You know the end scene of Endgame. They told him he was shooting a wedding scene. Yep. Because yes. <laughs> they knew he would spoil it. Why is everybody looking so sad at this wedding? Just shut up and Why just is go. Everyone with it. wearing black. Yeah. Just shut up and go with it, Tom. Who the hell is that kid? Oh, that's the kid from from Iron Man Two, all grown up. Which was no, a nice it's... touch, but you didn't know who it was supposed to be. Yeah, we didn't know who it was, because we hadn't seen him since then. Uh, in Drive, what animal is embroidered on the back of a driver's jacket? Ooh, I don't know that. It's um, a good movie. Uh, Ryan give... Gosling. Okay, okay, so there's an animal embroidered on the back of his jacket. All right, give me a hint. Uh, it is catchable in, uh, in ACNH. It's catchable. It's like it's a Pikachu. It's catchable at ACNH. It's a fucking Bulbasaur. It is is seasonal and it is currently in season. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's fucking 80 fish. There's 40 sea creatures. There's fucking 80 bugs. And I'm supposed to narrow it down from that? It's catchable in the end of May. (sighs) Alright. It's a... Well, I've only seen two of them, but I have caught one. It's a great Trevally. It's a mahi mahi. Is it a fish? Not a, not a fish. It's not. It's a bug. Okay, it's a scorpion then. Scorpion. I'll say scorpion. Okay. Comedy or action? Action. Which actor starred as the titular character in Hellboy? Now there's two answers. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 which one? <laughs> wait, which one? This isn't so fair. This is new enough to know that Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Well, obviously, I'm going to say Ron Perlman, but who are they looking correct. for? Right. Ron Perlman. Oh, okay. Well, who was the new Hellboy? David Harbour. See, I wouldn't know that. 
Tom Holland. <laughs> yes, he it was Tom Holland was Hellboy. He's going to be here for everything. <laughs> the MCU is just now Tom Holland. Did you see Ooh. the Did you see the meme where it said they want they want the X Men to get introduced? It's it's going to be Deadpool on a laptop, and he just grabs a folder that says X Men and drags it from the 20th Century Fox folder to the MCU folder, just drops it, and then they just show the- up like they were there the whole time. <laughs> yes. Can that please happen in Deadpool three? One hundred percent. I would one hundred percent take it. Like I'll, I'd be like, "Yep, acceptable. Let's continue." It's acceptable. <laughs> Who voices the character of Mister Incredible in The Incredibles? Oh, okay. That is. Uh, let me let me think about that for a second because I'm I'm blanking on the name here. But it's uh, Craig T. Nelson, coach from Coach. Yes, I did think <laughs> about we'll that for to- a sec. Move to comedy because we just did action twice in a row. Which actor played Coach Klein in The Waterboy? Oh, fuck. Mm. What's the actor's name? Shit. I don't know. Cree Winkler. Because, all right, guys, listen up. Fuck the water boy. I don't, Whoa. I don't like that movie. Y'all heard me. I, I said what anyway, I said. Tonight and, uh... No, 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 no. I said what I said. <laughs> Come at me in the comment section. Every one of you likes, some, likes something that I don't, and I bet you I like lots of shit that you guys don't, so you'll get over it. But I said what in I said. Spinal Tap, what does the line "these go to eleven refer to? <clears throat> um, turning up the amp, right? Yep, amplifier. Amplifier. All right, back to a question of comedy or action. Comedy. Film was released first. Sleepless in Seattle, or you've got mail. I believe Sleepless in Seattle. That is correct. Which U.S. state is Fargo take place in? <laughs> North Dakota. It does not. Really? It is named, it is named Fargo. I thought it took place it in Fargo, place, North Dakota. But it takes place Minnesota. in Minnesota. Okay. It's one of those things where it's like something is happening in Fargo and it's leading up to that. Well, that's bullshit, because Fargo's in North Dakota, and that's the only reason I would have known. It's the only you know, reason... Fargo, Fargo is on the edge of the Minnesota-North Dakota border. I have... Do you know what town is called on the Minnesota side? Also Fargo? I don't fucking know. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's called Moorhead. Oh, I thought, I was gonna, I thought you were going to say Agraph. Nope. Moorhead, spelled like... You want your dick sucked more. All right, I found my retirement town. Was the name of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's superhero alter ego in Watchmen? I don't know the Watchmen. I can't answer that. Eric's got this one. Uh, Repeat the question. What was the name of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's superhero alter ego in Watchmen? Hmm... I don't know who Jeffrey Dean is. 
I didn't give the hit gives yeah. away. His death is the catalyst for everything else happening in the story. Oh, uh, uh, shit, then... Uh, Who did he play on? Comedian? Was that the comedian? Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, well... What's the name of the Amazon island in Wonder Woman? That one, I don't have a fucking clue. And I watched that movie, like, uh, the other day. Amazonia. Amazonia. <laughs> it is Themyscira. Snoo Snoo. Snoo Snoo. <laughs> I like snoo, it. Snoo. <laughs> what are you, gay? Which actress starred as the titular character in Annie Hall? <sighs> Fuck Woody Allen. Wait, you went the actress? Yeah. Oh, I actually don't know. I just know it's a Woody Allen movie and it beat um, Star Wars for Best Picture that year. So fuck that movie. It was Diane Keaton. Okay. And which film did Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis star as Newly Dads? <laughs> newly Dads? Newly Dads, Deads dude. Oh, come on. You, you should know this one. I just watched this. Uh, I just watched I, this in October. I just watched a thing on Defunct Land about it because it was about the the Beetlejuice <laughs> Rock and Roll Review. All right. Well, then there you go. So there's the answer. Well, there's no point in guessing now. It was Beetlejuice. Which actor started Spock in the 2009 Star Trek? Zachary Quinto. Who directed Spartacus? Spartacus? Um, Who directed it? Was that Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, it is Kubrick. Wow. Okay. Pulled that one out your ass. I was trying to think of who would have been a a big director when that came out, and that was the first one I thought of, so. What is the name of the 2004 zombie comedy starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? Fucking one of the best. Was that 04? I thought that was 05. But yes, uh, Shaun of the Dead, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I fucking love that movie. I don't think that's supposed to be a horror movie, to be perfectly honest. No, it's a horror comedy. It doesn't get horror until the third act. It's horror in name only because there's blood and gore and everything in it and zombies. But it's, it's reality. It's a comedy. It doesn't doesn't get scary until the very, very, very end. I don't think it gets scary at all. No, I think it just gets funnier. Yeah. Even at the end when he's like, ah, and you're just like, hey, come on, video games. (laughs) Like, yeah, which is the only thing that's actually like horror film is when they all come at the at the bar. Well, yeah. Who directed Mrs. Doubtfire? Ooh, who directed I won't come up with it, but you will not be surprised. Who directed Mrs. Doubtfire? Is it Steven? No, I don't think that would have been a Spielberg. I don't think it was a Spielberg movie. I can give you a hint. There's a lot of children in that movie. This guy is known for working with children as child actors. Crap. (laughs) Is it Columbus? Yep, Chris Columbus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna. I was about to say Jeffrey Epstein. 
Right. All right. Shut up, you popped. I did. Oh, man. Uh, what 2015 action <laughs> film did Leo DiCaprio finally win an Academy Award for Best Lead Actor? Oh, yeah, that's right. He finally uh, got his due on... Um, was a 20- movie that he probably shouldn't have won it for, but it was that we're sorry for the last 20 years. Uh, yeah, it was... Um, fuck. Hang on, don't tell me. I can figure this out. It was... In no, uh, it's, it's got the fucking wolves in it, right? It's the one where he gets "quote unquote" raped by a bear. Okay, so he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, is it called the Gray or into the into the something or the Gray I... is the Leslie is the um, Liam Neeson movie. I'm blanking on the name. It sucks too because I, I I would know as soon as you say it, I'm gonna know it. But I can't. I just can't think of the name. The Revenant. The Revenant. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Fuck. I couldn't think of it. I just couldn't think of it. In which '87 film does Cher star alongside Nicolas Cage? Jesus Christ. Well, probably something I never saw because it's fucking Cher. Yeah, it's a pretty famous movie. What year did it come out? 87. No clue. Moonstruck. Nope. Never saw it. That sounds made up. Which film is set on the distant moon of Pandora? Yeah, <laughs> a movie that you've never seen. But there's a whole section of Animal Kingdom dedicated to it now. Ah, uh, yes. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah, it's on its way. (laughs) Won't get that. Yeah, try me. Jake and Elwood are characters in which 1980 film? I've moved to a different question. (laughs) No, I don't know. But Jake and Elwood. Was that the name of the movie? Those are the main characters. Oh. I was about to say, that'd be pretty shitty that we didn't That'd be it. bullshit. <laughs> I have no idea. Dude, you need to bust, bust out... You better bust out some Simpsons Jeopardy after this, because I'm feeling stupid right now. I need some redemption. Is the Blues Brothers. <clears throat> What's the name of Peter's gym in Dodgeball? Um... Average Joe's, right? Yes. Okay. I had to think about that for a second, but I'm like, I, th- I remember it was something simple. Which film starring Russell Crowe contains the line, Are you not entertained? Gladiator. That's correct. Hey, do you know who's Lara, Lara Croft in the 2018 remake of Tomb Raider? Nope. In the 20... What? 2018 remake of Tomb Raider. Nah, I'm not going to have a clue, honestly. Was it really 2018? Yeah. Everybody wanted Daisy Ridley to have this. Uh, have this. Oh, God, I would have thought. She it, probably yeah. should have. But it was Alicia Vikander. Which two actors starred in a face-off? Uh, Nicholas Nicola. Cage. 
and um, and that guy that's in stuff. Um, fucking Travolta. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> the fucking guy in the thing. <laughs> what sport does the dude play? Bowling. In the Big Lebowski. Bowling. I'm watching you, Lebowski. <laughs> in Dumb and Dumber, which city do Harry and Lloyd travel to to return the briefcase? Are we just going to gloss over how funny that actually was? Because that was pretty good. I'm watching you, Lebowski. <laughs> that was fucking funny, dude. Uh, Alright. So... Are we just going to start a thing where, like, every week one of you guys tries to say something to just fucking make me die? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what was we doing? I mean, the... that's been, like, well, most of the time. So. Well, remember we are doing the Simpsons trivia? It's like, what position was this person known for? And Eric's like, anal! <laughs> just screamed it out! <laughs> and I almost choked. No, it, was the, it was the act she was forced to perform because oh, she, for... like... It doesn't matter what the question was. He fucking screamed it. You know what? The question at that point was irrelevant. <laughs> because... <laughs> The question is moot. <laughs> the question was moot. You were just trying to kill me. Uh, so I know you. I know you're a very visual person. So but for she had to do a puppet act. Fucking picture it. And it probably made you die laughing inside. Anyway, so uh, so... I already forgot the question. What were we talking about again? What city do Harry and Lloyd travel to in order to return the briefcase in <clears throat> Dumb and Dumber? Uh, where they start? Or... <laughs> Minnesota. Now, is this is this where they start or where they finish? They finish. They, they go from uh, Rhode Island to Aspen, Colorado. Aspen. Oh, Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> Who stars as a young Professor X in X Men First Class? Oh fuck! What's his name? Um, the the guy that's in the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's in. He's in a. He's in the new, um, fuck, he's in It. What's his name? James? Is he in It? He's the adult, he's one of the adult kids. He's one of the adult kids, yeah. Ah, fuck, what's his last name? Um, James McDonald. James McDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah, oh. It is a James MC, but it's not pronounced Mick, it's pronounced Mac. Uh, McAvoy, McAvoy. There you go. McAvoy, thank you. God damn it. Which 99 film stars Will Smith as James West? Wild Wild West? Me, 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 and, me, me and Artemis Crawford save seven. Uh, yeah, from the Big Mouth Spiders. Yeah, I actually just guessed. <laughs> I've never, I've actually never <laughs> seen that movie. But it, sound, it sounded like the right answer, so we'll just go with it. Have you never seen the movie? Wild Wild West now. Yeah. Oh, it's actually pretty good. Okay, you're seen it, but only of, on television. You are one of the first people who ever told me that. So, it's not as bad as people say. It's enjoyable. Right. It is. It's not like award winning at all. But I've definitely seen worse. Will, Will Smith isn't allowed to win awards anymore. Well, <laughs> obvious. He won one an hour after the incident happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> the best award, or sorry, the award for best slap goes to. <laughs> what the five fingers say to the face? Oh man! Have you guys seen Little Miss Sunshine? It's really good. Worth it. Uh, no. 
cannot say that. Well, do you know who played the parents in that? (laughs) No. I wouldn't even have a guess. Tony Collette and Greg Kinnear. Yeah, not a chance. We're going to start wrapping up last action questions. Remember last what film does Harrison Ford star as Dr. Richard Kimball? Dr. Richard Kimball. Okay. Um, Hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in it, right? It's, uh, it's got this. Yes. Eric's got it. Eric got it. Yeah. I was thinking about the tunnel scene. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. They parody that on the Simpsons with Millhouse. Very good movie, by the way. And based on a true story, which, of course, was also a TV show at one point, I think, in the 70s. And, Chris, do you know what happened to the guy after he actually got he actually got uh, off out of prison? Did he admit that he did it? Famous... No, they actually found out he was actually innocent. Oh, well, good. He became a professional wrestler and invented the mandible claw. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because he was a dentist. Jesus Christ. What was his name? Hannibal Lecter. Which actor starred as Mr. Miyagi in the 2010 remake of The Karate Kid? Oh, Christ. I don't know. I didn't even want to see that one. Wasn't this the one with, like, Little Bow Wow or something? It was, um... Will Smith's son! Was it? Yeah, Jaden Smith was in that. Jaden Smith. Uh, I don't know who would have played... Mr. Miyagi, and I probably wouldn't care. Is it Jackie Chan or something? It was Jackie Chan. Okay. Okay, well, that I would care about. <laughs> and here we go, comedy. Last last two questions. These should be pretty easy. Who directed the Royal Tenenbaums? <laughs> we did. What did we actually call that month? Didn't we have a name for it, too? Or I, was it just Wes Anderson month? I think it might have just been Wes Anderson. No, we and did. it was... And we did five movies because it was the one where there would be. Five oh, that's right. The day of the no, we did. We did Mel Brooksuary. Did Mel Brooksuary because we reviewed all Mel Brooks movies in February. So <laughs> that was actually kind of clever. Adam Wes Anderson. Yes. Which former wrestler starred in The Princess Bride? Which four wrestlers? Former wrestler. Oh, Andre the Giant. I was like, there were three more, and I didn't know about them? Did Billy Crystal wrestle, and I had no idea? Manny Patinkin. You could have. You don't know. You don't know his life. Wallace Shawn could have hit a mean suplex. I mean, he was the Grand Nagus. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so I'm not as good as movie trivia as I wish I was. That's okay. I beat you guys up a little bit with trivia. It was my turn to take a beating. You feel better now, Eric, that I fucked up a bunch of questions? <laughs> I mean, you still did better than me. That's <laughs> so... all good. There was some stuff in there I probably should have known. So, <sighs> Alright, so... Do we talk about Obi-Wan now and wrap up the show? In case you haven't seen it yet, uh, we will see you next time on the show. 
Yes. And uh, go buy a t-shirt. Link in the description. And go book your next vacation with Adrian Cotton. Link in the description. Because I'll probably do those after the fact. So. There you go. There's your plugs. Uh, yes. So we're going we're gonna to talk about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. If you haven't seen it and don't want spoils, or you just... I would tune out now. If you've seen them, or you just don't give a shit, that's fine. Keep listening. I'm cool with that. But uh, Obi-Wan episodes one and two dropped on Disney Plus this past week, and we finally got to see a little bit of what's been happening with Obi-Wan since the Great Jedi Purge and the Empire took full control. It's taking place ten years later. He's working as a common man, working hard with his hands. Some kind of animal has died in the desert, and they're cutting cutting it up for meat. And that's where he's working right now. Pretty much a crate dragon. So we start, actually, with a recap of what's happened to Obi-Wan so far. Which got me fucking emotional. And then the show starts, and it's Order 66 happening, and we are at the Jedi Temple. Yes. As a teacher is leading children away from the troopers. And it ends in a large scene of just all these Jedi getting killed by the troopers on that day. Yeah, good God. And then it goes, Obi-Wan Kenobi! And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, so he's basically just living in solitude. Um, So I was expecting there to be a lot of Obi-Wan, obviously. What I wasn't expecting was that we were going to get young Leia. Who is... Not good thing at all. Yeah, and first of all, I love it because we're seeing a lot more of Alderaan. Uh, I also love it because we're getting introduced to her adoptive parents. And I love the fact that she's a sassy little 10-year-old bitch, and Carrie would have been so proud. It feel, like It definitely feels like she is, you know, this way now, and she tones it down and targets it better as she gets older, and then as she's, what, 17, 18 in the main trilogy, we get right. that version of her. Because she's going to get a little bit older when Rebels happens. We're not at Rebels yet. But yeah, so the whole the whole idea is um, she gets kidnapped, basically, so because they're going to try to flesh out Obi-Wan. By the way, Flea is in this. Yes, Flea right? just shows up at one point. <laughs> did, so did any of you had to be like, wait, is that? And then like had to wait for the next scene just to verify? Yes, because we only see like the back of his head the first time we see him. And then we see him in episode two. <laughs> and then we see him get killed. Uh, the, there's Inquisitors in this. And the Inquisitors, of course, introduced in Rebels, getting a live-action debut. Um, you see how ruthless they're willing to be, threatening Owen Lars right in town. You know, give up the Jedi. And you know what? To his credit, he doesn't give him up. He stands his ground, so I'm, I'm giving credit where credit's due. That line is so rough, though. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like, you trained his father? Ooh. I mean, that is... I mean, yeah, I know it's in the trailer and everything, but it, it still hit hard. It definitely hit hard. So. But yeah, really... Really good stuff, the first two episodes. The second episode is Obi-Wan actually getting to the planet to rescue Leia... Really cool action sequences here. 
Kumail Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Just being a <coughs> being a scummy yes. guy, but also and immediately not really... gets a gets a redemption arc immediately. Immediately, yeah. Immediate redemption arc. And of course, the big tease. There's Anakin. <coughs> oh yeah, the one the 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 night sister. Oh my god. Oh yeah, she's really good too. And she kills the High Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Because just says, "Oh, by the way, Anakin Skywalker's alive." That's right. You oh, heard. you didn't know that. Because she's like, oh, "I'm going to have Lord Vader know about this." Did to you hear be- that? Yeah. <laughs> Did it you was, hear me? It was a great fucking plan. <laughs> <coughs> really good, though. I was, uh, I gotta say, I, I was a big fan of the first two episodes. I think they're off to a great start. And what's gonna if, happen next? Because he's now he's saved Leia, and they're pretty much just on their way on an automated trade ship. So well, now there's gonna be the whole Vader thing is gonna happen, right? Like, yeah, because she's gonna get a fallout from the other guy or whatever. Will she get a redemption arc, or is she just gonna die, get killed? Depends on what kind of a bad guy she ends up being. So. But yeah, uh, like, yeah. Off to a really good start here. I was very happy with everything. And do you know I, I thought that was at first when I first saw... Um, have you guys played the new Star Wars game? Um, Fallen Order? Fallen Order. I have played it. So, oh, one that they just announced a sequel to? Yes, I thought it was that person. It was be Cal Kestis. Well, no, not Cal Kestis. I thought it was the the Inquisitor that's after him. I thought that's who it was supposed to be. I mean, there's different Inquisitors, but yeah, I know. I just thought that was their attempt at mixing it all together. Any other thoughts on Obi-Wan? Good show. Can't wait for more. I know. I'm so fucking excited. Imagine it's already been, it's been what, uh, an hour and 31 minutes so far. So we're already at like pretty much what the movie would have been. Right. So I'm, I'm we would have been like two hours, maybe two twenty. Yeah, so we're gonna spread that out. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, I've got more Stranger Things to watch, so I don't want to talk about that too in depth yet. I've watched the first two episodes. I have enjoyed them. I, I see their where they're building towards, and I think it's gonna get really good, really fast, and really hook me in as we get a little closer here. Um, this is not a spoiler, but I just want to. It's it's kind of it's. This is gonna be a no contact spoiler. Actually, is what I'm gonna say. But the next time someone's dissing you and your powers ain't working, just fucking rollerblade them right in the face. There's your no-context spoiler. Rollerblade them in the face. You know what my superpower is? Depression. (laughs) Alright, I'm not ending the show on that note. Anyway, so we're going to come back next week with... Uh, we're going to start talking about 1991, 
of course. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's going to be the uh, the next year we're going to talk about here. We're going to do it all the way through the 90s to a big episode 100. Um, it, it does take a lot to keep this show and this channel going. And if you guys would like to help out financially but also get something in return, I have a t-shirt shop open now. The link is in the description of the episode. You guys can buy a t-shirt. There's currently 10 designs available. If you don't see anything that you like right now, that's okay, because there is more on the way. I'm going to keep updating it every few weeks or so at a couple new designs, like four or five new designs. So I'm going to keep dropping them one after another, and I hope you guys will continue to ap appreciate what we're doing here for you guys. Uh, thank you to our friend Adrian Cotton, who's helping sponsor this channel. EmersonCotton.IntelliTravel.com, link in the description. You can book your next vacation through him. Check out our awesome partners here. The Watch Me Cook channel with our friend Tom Dickinson on YouTube. You guys can check that out. And go talk to our friends at the IWEP Network. Anthony Blackwell Jr. doing what we're doing on CKCC Radio. He's got a whole channel with tons of programming on it. And you guys can check all that stuff out. Listen to the episodes of my one-man podcast. New episode now available. And another one coming by the time, well, by the time you hear this, it may already be out. But I'm releasing episode four on Monday, May the 30th at noon. So you pro you're probably hearing this before you hear that, and that's fine. But definitely something you guys want to check out. Other stuff that released this week includes uh, Race Nerd Podcast talking about the Midwest Swing with NASCAR in Kansas and IndyCar racing at Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis 500, probably over now as we record. Yes. Uh, over on Ranking Tracks, our friend Jeff Trelowitz is talking about the Pink Friday album by Nicki Minaj. He's going out of his comfort zone for this one, so it'll be really interesting to see how he ranks the tracks on that album. And the spring 2022 third quarterfinal match on the A-Show is here with Coach Cal taking on Jayhawk. Find out who's moving on to the Fatal 4-Way Finals, which I will be a part of. Yeah, Fatal 4-Way, man. That's going to be crazy. What are you going to have? An incredibly inflated roster like the current WWE. <laughs> Uh, do you actually know what the roster is? It's a choose-your-own-roster-from-the-fans, and fans can submit that stuff on Twitter. Oh. At the A-Show on CKCC, you can submit anybody you want for the roster, and the names are ridiculous. I I already know I'm not going to win the tournament because I don't even know some of the people that have been recommended. So they're going to give them to me, and I'm not going to know what to do with them. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to just be confused and... Figure shit out later. Uh, content coming to our YouTube channel. I'm going to launch the Multiversal Wrestling Federation by using streaming matches in WW2K22. Several matches will be chosen by you guys, and each episode will be themed. Uh, some of the matches coming soon were chosen by our friend Eric, including a showdown between Prince and... Oh, who, who was your... Who was the opponent I picked for Prince? Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson. Costume. Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't it Michael Jackson or something? Yep. Uh, chosen by Dan, you're going to see Jay and Silent Bob take on Cheech and Chong. And a matchup between James Hetfield of Metallica and Freddie Mercury of Queen. But other stuff coming, too. The first episode will just feature regular wrestlers. 
available in the game just so I can launch the content and get it going. It's going to be called Era Warfare, and I can actually tell you who's on that card right now. Era Warfare will feature The Rock taking on Roman Reigns, John Cena versus Ric Flair, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan will be your main event. So I'll be launching that with commentary by Dan Peck and myself. Of course, when the time comes for some of these other matches that don't involve wrestlers, we're going to have Eric doing commentary too. I'll be like, person A is doing a weird thing to person B, and uh, yeah. No, it's going to be even funnier if you don't even know what the moves are called. <laughs> I mean, you can leave the move calling to us. But it'll, it won't be as much fun to call the moves, though. Like, the, the fun is just going to be doing the thing, so. But yes, that, uh, that about wraps up this week here on the Nerd Table. We'll see you guys next week for episode 91, about 1991. And Eric is going to leave you with the following words of wisdom. Be excellent to one another. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.